will not be long. But uh, Acts chapter 7, verse number 52 through verse number 53. If you find your place, say amen. 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 The Bible said this. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. Well, it was in our last studies, in our study tonight, uh, we've been seeing that Stephen tonight is giving a sermon to this Sanhedrin council in our text. We see that as he's before him tonight, we see they did not want to hear another word about the man named Jesus Christ. They didn't want to hear about that. But it's even as they did not want to hear about Christ, Stephen tonight is still yet going to tell them about the one they don't want to hear about tonight. And what a lesson we can learn from this tonight as well. I mean, we know that we are living in a day and in a time that most of the world in our day does not want to hear about Lord Jesus Christ, or maybe not most, but a lot of the world does not want to hear. But my friend, what we need to be is we need to be strong in the faith like this man named Stephen tonight, and we need to tell the world of our day that you and I don't come bearing good news or bad news, but we come bearing good news tonight. The world is full of bad news tonight, but you and I have some good news to take out of the church house doors and spread unto a lost and dying world and tell them that they don't have to die and go to hell. Hey, I can't think tonight of any greater news than what you and I have. You know, tonight sometimes we walk around and we look sad and we look down and, and we look out at the things going on tonight, but I'm telling you Ain't you glad that we've got some good news to give to a lost and a dying world today? Hey, ain't it amazing when somebody that's lost gets the good news that they can be saved? And then it's like a light bulb flashes before their eyes. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. There's some good news in the day and hour that I live in. And then when they get saved, ain't it a blessing? This is how it's supposed to work. When they get saved, ain't it a blessing? When they get in there and just serve God and stay faithful and, and they don't waver and they grow and they grow. That's what it's all about. That's what we should desire to see. And we've got the news today, but we've got to spread it like Stephen in our town. Well, it's him tonight that is spreading the gospel. This whole time, Stephen is trying to show them Christ. And the last point that we saw Stephen trying to drive home about Christ tonight is that it's him who not only dwells in temples made with hands, but I'm glad he's everywhere we go. He's not just limited to a temple tonight. I'm glad he gets over there in the hospital with folks and we can see him moving in that Brother Marlowe's lap. And God is with him in the hospital. Hey, God was with uh, Michelle's mom in the hospital. She got to go home. And there, there's God with people that even get to go home to be with the Lord in the hospital. God gives dying grace. Ain't you glad of that tonight? Friend, listen, He's with us every step of the way. Through any trial, through any storm, through any... Bad thing we do. Amen. He's right there with us. And friend, uh, this kind of brings us up to speed. But what I'm getting at tonight is God is not limited like we think He's limited. He has no limit. He knows no limitation. I mean, friend, 
There's folks that don't believe when they time that God heaps it up in the altar, but I believe He does. He's not limited tonight. We limit a big old God to try and fit our finite mind. And that's not going to work. He's not limited. Well, that brings us up to speed of where we were. But look at our last study. We began reading verse 48 through 49. We look there where the Bible says, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. He said, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? What Stephen is telling them tonight is contrary to what this council believes. Listen, they had fallen in love with the temple. Uh, they had fallen in love uh, not with the God of the temple, but with the looks of that temple. And that's a problem. Amen. There are a lot of people today who love church. But there are some today that if a church were to get to a place where it didn't look as good, they'd leave the church. Friend, that's not what it's about. It's about seeing God in the church. We cannot fall in love so much with where we're at that we lose sight of what we come here for. So, there are people that love the church. But that's what happened to these men in the text tonight. It's this whole time we see the grace of God. As Stephen tonight is giving out this message of the gospel of Christ. Friend, like I said in our last study, the church house is to look good. But when you talk to somebody, and I've heard people make this statement, our church is just beautiful. And we've got this, and we've got this, and we've got that, and we've got that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the Lord? Where's God? Hey, the church house ought to be beautiful. But friend, it's God's house and we ought to worship Him here. But this men, our tanks, they worship the temple. But it's this whole time the grace of God is coming to these men and they're not going to heed it. So He told them God does not dwell in temples made with hands. He's seated on the right hand of God tonight. And I'm glad that tonight when we pray, Jesus Christ is interceding for you and for me. He goes to heaven for us. Amen. He takes our prayers to the Father. We read that. We read verse 50. The Bible said, Hath not my hand made all these things? David in the Old Testament wanted to make God a dwelling place to stay in. And remember tonight, David didn't get to make the temple. Solomon got to make the temple. All right, God had done so much for them, they just want to do something for Him. Their heart was right in doing something wrong, I guess you could say, for the Lord. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we can do the same thing. We can put the cart before the Lord's. And if we're not careful, we have zeal sometimes, and we've got to be real careful of how we use that zeal. Now, I want you to have zeal. I believe God wants us to have zeal, but right zeal. I mean, we can't, you know, if the car, if the if the horse is before the car, it ain't gonna do no good. It can't, it can't pull you. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying, whether I'm right or wrong. You know what I mean? And we put the horse, the cart before the horse. Yeah. Anyhow, listen. I, God had done so much for them. They wanted to do something for Him. The point the Lord was wanting to drive home here with Stephen was how that it was God who didn't need a temple. 
There's no doubt tonight this council now knew just what it is that Stephen is talking about in our text. And the reason I say that tonight is because of what verse 51 said. The Bible said you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do ye. They would not hear. They would not heed the message of how they had rejected Christ. And they would not accept the fact of how it was God that was not limited to a temple. They wanted to leave Him there. Hey, they had stubbed up on God. They were stubborn as an ox just like many people in our day and in our time as well. There are people that are even saved. But when the Lord gets the preacher in their row, do you know what they do? They stub up on God and they say, the preacher's talking about me today and I am mad. Right? That's where we're at. People get mad. Friend, listen, we wouldn't have to be mad all the time if we just lived what the Bible said. Well, anyhow, God gave these people chance after chance after chance. They were stubborn. They didn't want to hear the message of how that Jesus saves tonight. My friend, what language now is brought against this council by this man named Stephen? He said, you're stiff-necked and you're stubborn. And they were about to miss out on the biggest blessing that has ever been brought to man. It's sad today, Brother J.R., when man misses out on the blessings of God because we are too stubborn to listen to Him. The Bible said in the multitude of counselors. But we don't want to listen to counsel. You know, people come up to me and my wife, I don't know why we've been so blessed, but people come up to us with marriage problems. And you know what I found out? They had their mind made up before they ever talked to us what they were going to do. They do. I don't even know what the point is. And, and we've counseled with, with all kinds of people somehow, some way, but... Most of the time, that's what I find out. Or you tell them something, and then you tell them, and it's like they didn't even hear what you said. That's, that's what happens most of the time. I'm not being mean. That's just people. But listen, let's get back in our study now. The Bible says in verse 52 and 53, Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. That was not only strong language that Stephen was using against this council. He called them stiff-necked in other verses. Now look what he said. It was these men that, he had, that, that had accused him tonight of sliding Moses. You remember that? They accused him of being against the law. Remember that in our previous studies? But it was Stephen tonight who told them that there's nothing wrong with the law. There's something wrong with the people. Amen. It's the same way in our day and in our time. The law was perfect, but we could not keep the law. The problem's not with the law. The problem's with us. So we see that. One man said that he had been accused of slighting Moses, but now he accused them of slaying Jesus. That's right. That's what he's doing. So it was the Old Testament prophets tonight who would come in and they would expose the people's sin, but the people would not listen. They wouldn't hearken. They'd become like Pharaoh. They'd harden their hearts on God. And it was the prophet Isaiah who came crying out. Amen. And, and he's showing people their sin. The Bible said in Isaiah 1, 18 through 20, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. 
Amen. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God would invite the children of Israel through the prophets of those days to have grace and to have mercy, and they would not listen, and they would not come. May I say to you today that the message is going out. Preachers are still preaching the truth, but the world will not take and will not heed what is being preached. Boy, there's nothing sadder in our day and in our time than for a pastor or a preacher to preach something and watch the people on the pew harden their heart and just grip on the pew and say, God, it's like they're saying, God, you're not going to move me. That's sad. Preach the message in that revival that I preached here. Preached on the rope. Remember that? Still got my rope. I'm still holding the rope. And I made this statement. I said, I've preached this several places. But I've seen not very many heeded. There's people today that held, held that rope that I don't see a lot anymore. It's the truth. I said, you know, and one lady made this statement. I never thought about this. After I cut the rope, she said, well, it's rattled. She said, we don't need to rattle. I thought, man, they're getting it. Hey, man, they're getting it. What a blessing that is. But friend, listen, here we see these people, they say, no, Lord, we don't want that. We want to keep going our own way. Friend, you can see their answer in Isaiah 30, 15 through 16. The Bible said, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. But ye said, no. Two-letter word. Get us in a lot of trouble with God. God says yes, and we say no. Gets us in trouble. You ever been in trouble? I have. For we will flee upon horses, therefore shall you flee. And we will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. That's what God told him. He said, if you're going to do that, those that pursue you are going to be faster than you. And they're going to get you. That's what he said. So as they told the prophets no, what the people were doing the whole time is they are telling God no. Boy, that's what Stephen's driving home this council tonight. And as they're listening to Stephen now, they know that he's telling them the truth from God's Word. They under, they're understanding tonight of what's being said. And we know the truth, the Word of God, cannot and will not be done away with. I mean, friend, Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. It's God's Word that lets us know we're sinners. Because we know tonight it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it's man for some reason tonight wants to think they're good. The Bible said in Romans 3 and 12, they are all going out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. The message cannot be done away with of how we are sinners tonight. Hey, I want to ask you this. I don't know why God's having me preach this on a Wednesday night, but I want to ask you this tonight. Hey, are you saved or are you lost? I hope you're saved. You know, when God digs on my heart to preach in a message about being saved on Wednesday night, the only thing I can think of is either uh, there may be somebody here that's not saved or it would be good for us just once in a while to get some assurance of it. Amen. 
I still like preaching on the gospel, don't you? But none are good. But then the message doesn't change. And even though we weren't good, even though we're still not good, there's a man named Jesus Christ that came and He gave His life for us. The message does not change. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hey, John 3 and 17 For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. Even though we were wretches, even though we were condemned, thank God God sent His Son and I'm not condemned tonight, but I stand justified. Hey, friend, I will one day stand glorified. I'm telling you tonight, ain't you glad hey, hey, that you know how it feels? Just be saved. Boy, and not only do I know what it feels to be saved on this side, but I'm going to know what it feels like to be saved on the other side. I'll be glorified then. Brother J.R., I will be free one day, believe it or not. And so would all of us. Hallelujah. What will that be like? I don't know. I've never been prayed for. But I will one of these days. Friend, listen to me. That was the message then. That's still the message now. The message cannot be done away with. And I'm going to, we're in small crowd tonight. I'm going to say this. There's men today that should not be preaching. But you know what? So one man asked me this. There's a lady preaching. We don't believe in that. But the man had a good point. He came up to me and said, well, I got saved under her preaching. Okay. All right. He said, how do you explain that? I said, the message has not changed. The gospel still saves. Even though the way you got it, the message you got wasn't right, the gospel still was. The message ain't changed. It'll never change. Ain't you glad of that tonight? There's going to be people in heaven I didn't think is going to be there. There it is. That's just the way it is. Sometimes, I mean, I think we as Baptists think we have to be right. And I believe we believe the closest to what the book said. I really do. But I'm telling you, friend, we're not going to be the only ones there. Friend, they were following though here in our text. I don't know why I said all that. It still don't make it no more right when a woman preaches. That's wrong. And when somebody's got divorced preaches, it's still not right. It's still wrong. Amen. But anyway, here's what we see. The message is here. They're following in the footsteps of their fathers. They will not heed the message. May I say to you today, that's important. That's why it's important, men, us men that have children. I reckon it'd be me and Brother Allen now, the rest of them's growing up and out of the house. But men, that's why it's so important that we live out our salvation in front of our kids. In front of our grandchildren. It's important. Ladies too. It's important. Friend, not only that, that's why we need godly women so that mother can live out that salvation that's real in front of that child so they can see something that is real. Hey, there's enough phonies and fakes in the world today. There is. I could say a lot, but I'm not going to. But it's very important. We know tonight you can never go wrong with taking your child and your grandchild to God's house. You will not go wrong. It's our duty to give them an example to follow. Friend, listen to this. They're doing what their father's done in our text. They rejected. Now these are rejected. Friend, they had hardened their hearts like their fathers did. Even though the message of grace was preached all through the Old Testament, 
They didn't want to hear. The people done what they're doing here in our text. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 36 and 16, but they mocked the messengers of God and despised His words and misused His prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against His people till there was no remedy. Hey, friend, there are people of our day that do not want to listen to the message of grace. But the sad part of it all tonight is this, is one day God is going to quit dealing with them. God is going to quit coming to them. And it's going to be a sad day because they've told God no too long. There's a man right now, one preacher at that revival was telling me, he'll go around the churches now. And he told God no. He didn't want nothing to do with God. And today he sits on a church view and he'll give us testimony. Lord, would you come to me one more time? Lord, would you come to me one more time? One man tried to pray with him. He's in the hospital one time. One man tried to pray with him. He says, God dealing with you? The preacher looked at the, that guy and says, God dealing with you? And he said, no. I said, well, I can't, I can't pray. With you. He said, I'll pray for God to take your sickness. He said, but if God's not dealing with you, I can't pray for you to get saved. How sad would that be? Standing in a church house. God, deal with me one more time. Folks are rejecting the message today. It was like this was the last time for these boys in our text. They wouldn't listen to what Stephen had to say. I bet Jesus was up in heaven weeping over them. Listen, friend, the Bible, uh, he wept over the city, didn't he? The Bible said in Matthew 23, 37-39, O Jerusalem, Jesus is crying out, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They didn't want nothing to do with the prophets. And it was this people who didn't want, who didn't want nothing to do with Stephen. And they're going to stone him tonight. Could you imagine being this man of God? We're living today, the message goes out. Folks will come back in. The message is going out. And the folks want to stone it to death. Could you imagine that? Brother J.R., I just couldn't imagine people standing at the door waiting to kill us for what we believe. That's what was happening in our text. Friend, Stephen wanted them to be saved. But they would not listen just like people won't listen today. When it's the Word of God that will help us, many just don't care. Hey, it was also that in that day. It was Israel who's awaiting their Messiah. They're looking for Him to come, but they didn't want Him to come in the way He came. Listen, they didn't want anything to do with a baby in a manger tonight because they wanted a king. They wanted him to come in their way. They'd pay no attention to the prophets. They had told them time after time how the Messiah would come in. Zechariah 99 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Said, Your king's coming. Uh, and he is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. The prophet said that, but that's not what the people wanted. What a lesson we can learn from this in our day. Faith tonight is maybe not something that is popular. If we have faith tonight, we may not be lying. But I tell you what, friend, it's not about being liked by man down here. 
It's about when we get home to heaven. Jesus says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I think about our Stephen tonight. Those men hated his guns, wanted him killed. But oh, friend, as he was dying, we're going to look at this. Oh, as he was dying, he could see heaven. Oh, friend. Jesus stood up to receive him home. I want that, don't you? Well done. It's not about if our faith looks good or not. It's about if it's right, done in the right way. So what we truly see in our Bible is a faithless and perverse generation, sadly tonight, that spread to our day as well. But at any rate, it was God that sent prophets. We've seen that they were rejected. They were killed. Then He sent His only begotten Son. They rejected Him. They killed Him. That's what Stephen's drawing home to these men. He's telling them that they were guilty of persecuting the prophets tonight who had told of the coming of a just one that's Jesus tonight. He tells them that. Then he tells them in verse 53, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. Now could you imagine they received the law by angels and they said, nah. we, don't that. we think we'll go our own way. Tonight it's here that Stephen is emphasizing the guilt among these Jews. The law had come in. They wouldn't keep the law. But it was the law in which they boasted in. They walked around with pride. We're, I can see them. We're keeping the law. Boy, I know lots of people today. Look at me. Just look at what I'm doing. Look at what The Jews were boasting in the law. Said, oh, the law's been brought to us. We're something special. That's what they thought. They're like many people today who think they're going to heaven because they're a good person. Listen to me. Heaven, getting to heaven is not about being a good person. That's not about you. It's not about anything we've done. Oh, it's about this man who came and died on the cross for us so we could be saved. Hey, if good people go to hell. I got a best friend's dad. I grew up with. Good man. He was. As far as his attitude goes. But friend, if he gets saved, he's in hell. Listen to me tonight. You can have a profession. A preacher, I told everybody I was saved. But if you don't have a possession, you're lost. Does he live in you? Or does he not? It's serious business. It is. I want to make sure tonight that I see you in heaven. I do. I want to see every one of you in heaven tonight. Don't you want to see me? Don't answer that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Bible said in Romans 7 and 14, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Paul cries out. Now we remember Paul. Paul's one of the greatest preachers ever lived. But he cries out in Romans 7, 15 through 17, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Friend tonight, you say, preacher, why can't I be good? 
Preacher, I have a Preacher, why can't I do this? How come I can't do that? Because when God saved us, He didn't save our flesh, He saved our soul. Our flesh is still going to mess up, buddy. It's still going to do wrong things. But I'm telling you one day, if you're saved, when you get to heaven, all that mess will fall off. You're going to wear a robe of righteousness. Friend, I'm telling you, it's going to be white. We don't even deserve to wear white. But it's going to be a white robe. We're going to ride on a white horse. Everything's going to be bright. Amen. Amen. Halloween's coming. Can I just go ahead and say What fellowship have a child of light, a child of light with darkness? Amen. Ask me. It don't. We have no fellowship with that. Anyhow, you can do what you want to, and I'll do what I want to. Amen. <laughs> well, we cannot keep the law, neither could they. But I'm glad we can say like Paul, Romans 8, 2 through 4. The Bible said, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, uh, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. It was those Jews that boasted in the law and those commandments that you and I, who are like Paul, there's only one flesh that we can boast in tonight and Galatians chapter number 6 and 14 tells us but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world there's nothing we can boast in tonight except His glorious name He died on the cross for us we can glory in that because when He went to the Father with the blood the Father said I'm satisfied and now He's satisfied with the inside of us because the blood is now in us. Ain't you glad to be saved? Oh, what a picture. I could just picture Brother J.R. as he gathers up all the blood that he shed. Everybody knows he didn't spill his blood. Everybody knows tonight it wasn't just one drop of blood. He shed. He purposely gave all of his blood. And then somehow, by faith, somehow, he gathered up all that blood that he shed, presented it to the Father, and the Father said, that'll do. And now he looks at us that are saved because we come through blood. And he looks tonight and he says, that'll do. Paul said, I'm glory. My glory's not anything save the cross. I can't glory in anything. But I sure can glory in what He's done for me. Hey, if you're saved and born again, aren't you glad tonight it's just as if you've never sinned? Ain't that wonderful? Hey, the world may try to hang things over your head. The devil's going to try his best to get you, uh, uh, to bring up your past. But if you're saved, it's God that sees the blood tonight. Hey, I'm sure I'm glad he don't see me. Ain't you? I'm glad he sees the blood of Christ. Oh, that's wonderful and great. But I do want you to know that doesn't mean we don't have any responsibility while we live down here. The Bible does still say in James 1 and 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. You know what happens? Folks get out of church. Folks get in a mess. And they forget what they want. They forget. He said... 
Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. The Bible said in Hebrews 2, 1 through 4, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed. This was to the Hebrew believers. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. Hey, why should we let it slip tonight? Of what God has done for us. The Bible said in John 12, 46-48, I am come a light into the world. And whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. There you go. Why would we abide in darkness? The Bible said, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Now listen to this. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. What is it? The word. That I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Say, preacher, what am I going to be judged by for how I live for Christ? This. The book. The book. The lost will be judged by the book. The saved will be judged by the book. Not for our sins. Our sins are judged at Calvary. But for how we live for him down here in our life. When we read this Word, it's not just a Word. It's a way of life. And when we see it, one man told me one time, he said this, he made this statement. He said, that King James Bible is hard to read. I said, okay. He said, the these and the vows need to be taken out. And I said, let me tell you something. You take that D and you put your name there. And you take the that and you put your name there. And you try the best that you can do to live out what the book says for what God has done in you. It's simple, ain't it? Really is. Friend, God dealt with these folks here in long suffering and mercy, just like He has done with us. I want to tell you this tonight. Listen, I don't know your heart. I have no idea. You can look at me in the eyeball and tell me that you're saved. You can. You could tell me that your whole life. But are you? Are you saved? Friend, if you're lost tonight, it's Jesus that has dealt with you in mercy. But it may not always be that way. This thing is about to wrap up. And for those that have heard, as far as I can tell, they won't get another chance. There's been some that have not heard. They'll get another chance in the tribulation period. But for the ones who've heard on this side, if you want a verse, I'll give it to you after a while. I'll have to look it up. But the good news is tonight, if you're lost, you don't have to die and go to hell. You ain't got to go. You say, preacher, I've sat on that church for you for years. Not knowing it's possible. Well, why don't you leave knowing tonight? John said, I write these things unto you so that ye may know that you have eternal life. Do you know? Let me ask you one more time. Do you know? Say, preacher, I know 
that I'm going to heaven. Amen. But if you don't, why don't you find out tonight? What are you waiting for? Friend, it's our sin, our wrong, our wrong that hung Jesus on the cross. These boys here in our text were guilty. God won't let me leave you. Tonight, if you're sitting here tonight, you're guilty. If you said, preacher, I'm lost, you're guilty. It is our sin, our wrong that hung Jesus on the cross of Calvary. You're just as guilty as these boys in our text who are getting ready to kill God's man. Guilty. Thank God tonight there's a man who came and died for you. And while you were guilty, he hung out his arms on, on, on Calvary's cross and he cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's grace. Have you got it? I hope that everybody in this building is saved tonight. There's been some I've never heard the testimony. There's been a few. Never heard you say how you got saved. Never heard that. Be good to hear it every once in a while. Do you know, if you're not, if you're not saved, I'll beg you tonight if I have to. Why don't you come get in? Why don't you come? Hey, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved, why don't you get in tonight? Why don't you get in? Well, they'd slew Christ. They'd had him killed. And friend, tonight, grace was still being offered to these men by Stephen up till the time when they stoned him to death. We'll look at that next week. But I'm glad God can save an old low-down sinner like me. Hey, I'm glad tonight that